Tom's, I'd love uh, you if you could start, you know, telling us a little bit about your background, especially about your understanding of God as you grew up. Okay. Uh, first of all, thank you for the opportunity. Sure. Uh, sure. Um, so when I was a little boy, uh, I was always awed by, you know, the beautiful, nice sky full of bright stars. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I learned more about the universe and, uh, you know, realized that the universe is very finely tuned, and I became convinced that, um, you know, there must be a higher being who mm -hmm. intelligently designs everything. Mm -hmm. um, but however, um, for me, it was impossible for me to develop faith back mm -hmm. then in China. Uh, no one, no one believed in God. Mm. And uh, so we were taught at school that uh, by the German philosopher Karl Marx, uh, mm -hmm. Doctrine, you know, religion is the opium of the people, right? And uh, so, let's see, um, and we were taught that, um, you know, if you want something, you just, you know, put all, all your effort, and uh -huh. uh, you you can achieve anything, including happiness. Right. And I, right. I think this uh, is where summarized by Chairman Mao's famous quote that uh, man will surely conquer nature. Huh. Yeah. So fast forward to 2005. Yep. When, you know, I went to uh, Stanford University for my graduate school and I went to a uh, campus Christian fellowship. Mm. And I have to confess that, you know, my motivation then was purely for free dinner. <laughs> so, and as you can imagine, um, you know, after dinner, I cannot wait to, to leave. Yep. But to show a little respect to, you know, to the host, and I stayed but felt extremely uncomfortable uh, when huh. everyone closed eyes and spoke to the air. <laughs> so, right. But it planted a question in my mind that how can these highly educated people, including like respectable Stanford professors, believe in superstitious things? Right. So now you're here now with us. So obviously things have changed for you a bit. And tell, yeah. tell us a little bit what led you to re-examine some of these these questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I think first, um, I think I realized that you know I cannot control my life. Yeah. Just look at how right. vulnerable we are facing natural disasters and how many things are out of our control in our own life. Um, two of my Stanford friends uh, suddenly passed away a few years ago at very early age. And it was very confusing to me that how come these two brilliant young men suddenly disappeared? Um, so, but I do know that the concept that man will surely conquer nature is completely wrong. <laughs> right. Um, and second, uh, I, I find that, you know, nothing seems to truly satisfy my endless desire. Right. So I, I noticed a pattern in my life that, you know, even if everything under control and I achieve my goals, I am still not truly satisfied. Yeah. So the, the things I achieve automatically become a baseline, which quickly turns my newly derived satisfaction into emptiness. Mm -hmm. So I have to like force myself to pursue another larger goal. Mm -hmm. so, so I think A, my anxiety about things I cannot control, and right. B, um, my desire to break this endless, you know, cycle mm -hmm. of chasing after wind lead me to re-examine my life and yes. take a serious look uh, about God. And so what has, 
you know, what do you feel like God has been showing you these last couple of years? Like how, how have things changed in the last couple of years for you? Yeah, uh, I think first I learned that God understands our anxiety and inadequacy very well. That's why he invites us to pray, like ask and, you know, it will be given to you and seek um, and you will find yeah. and knock, the door will be open to you. So Iway and I uh, started to pray together. Uh, God, you know, give us lots of guidance and indescribable peace. Hmm. Um, and second, uh, I learned that, um, you know, the true purpose of life is to worship God, not ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are extremely terrible at figuring out, you know, what, what we really want. Only mm-hmm. our creator knows exactly what can truly satisfy our hearts. Yeah. Um, so whoever like drinks water Jesus gives will never thirst and we will be like a well water garden and a, like a spring, you know, whose waters never fail. Yes. Um, I think finally I learned that God is love. So mm-hmm. when I, you know, first heard our boys when they were born, uh, by the way, they look like 90 years old, <laughs> um, but I felt a strong love towards them. And uh, I asked myself, why? Yeah. Is this because some chemical reactions happen in my right. brain, according to science. And if so, why does my brain produce such strong chemical reactions towards those little human beings who I have never seen before? Yeah. So how can science explain this connection? Yes. So the only explanation to me is that the God who created me is love. Yeah. Um, so I think like the, um, the devil's life, like success and failure yep. in Old Testament, like God is patiently uh, sanctifying each of us through our lives up and downs. Yes. So each day I try my best to you know, completely trust and obey God yep. and uh, let him drive all aspects of my life. Um, I remember like you preached one time, um, which sticks to my mind, is the ultimate form of worshiping is completely resting in God's grace. Mm-hmm. And uh, Iowa and I make this... Uh, as our family's New Year resolution uh, on steroids. <laughs> and uh, so I pray that, you know, yeah. God will lead and cleanse and sanctify each of us yes. in 2019. Well, let me, let me pray even now in response to that and give yeah. thanks. Father, thank you for um, how you have been at work in, in Thomas and Iway's life. And thank you for the truth that they see that, that you are a God who is, who is around us, that you are the one who created this world, and that you are a gracious God. And I pray that you would help not just Thomas and I way, but all of us here um, to grow in that conviction and to be able to rest in your grace and to know that you are God. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.